Shalom, y'all. My name is Nia, and this is Holosagape. Welcome back to this week's episode. Um, I'm excited about this. But then again, you may hear me say that many a times about future episodes. <laughs> but I wanted to get into, as I'm sure you may have seen from the title, Tender Love, God's Tender Love. That love in contrast to what we find out beings before becoming, or some becoming, aware of true love, what we finite beings claim it to be. So, let's get into it. We live in a cold, cruel, broken, beaten, battered world. I'm sure anyone with eyes can see that. Where it's considered normal to be angry, it's Supposedly normal to intentionally have a resting, mean-mugging face so that you'll seem tough, strong, rough around the edges. I mentioned people's intentionality regarding that. Um, I've had one of those in elementary school. It became prominent in middle school and part of high school. I should say most of high school, especially freshman and sophomore year. Um, I certainly recall it, uh, during that summer I worked before my junior year in which is when I had met my ex-best friend. And I mentioned that because I sort of remember having one when I met him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I bring it up because I'm not going to act like I hadn't done the same, especially when, before becoming my friend, um, best friend approached me as I was leaving from my shift partly particularly confused in the way he approached me uh, I've tried to be intentionally pessimistic and mean mugging when it came to many things in my past years the difference is that it not only was a learned behavior but a defense mechanism out of fear or social anxiety as well as the fact of not truly knowing Christ. Therefore, I was angry all the time or wanted that to seem to be that case. As well as the thought of it, if it was ever God's will, God willing, the possibility of one being picked out for me, someone, that one being my future husband. But y'all... <laughs> Y'all, I ask that y'all please bear with me and not exit, zone out, or anything of the sort because this being like the thousandth time of me mentioning this, mentioning that. So, trust that that plays a part in my testimony, which I can't promise, though I want to, may or may not be next episode's topic of discussion. Uh, mentioning that, though, um, as I mentioned in episode two, comparison of seeing everyone everywhere, it seems like in relationships and my ongoing struggle with contentment and where God has me in most areas of my life. But continuing on from my previous point, it's considered soft, weak what's like to be kind to those you encounter throughout life showing love especially to those who 
done you wrong, which is where unforgiveness comes into play. Because there are people who hold to that, hardening their hearts, walking in unforgiveness to, quote, act like a G, end quote, believing it to be weak to do or say otherwise. Where it comes into play, deeming ourselves God's lowercase g, of course, when creating an us versus them mentality on who deserves or doesn't deserve something. That especially is useful when one wants to take matters into their own hands, you know, like those stereotypical but have some truth to them, movies where people try to get revenge on another for doing something wrong to someone dear to them. That doesn't always turn out well, does it? No. But a graceful newsflash to those who hold that mindset. Love is not weak. It is not whack. It most certainly isn't temporary. In fact, love is strong. Love is God and God is love. First John chapter 4 verses 7 through 8. There is this weird stigma around love and forgiveness. This fallen world has tried time and time again to teach on what love is, yet not even know who it is and the author, the creator of it. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, except in the instance of the enemy trying to sow discord even more than there already is, so yeah. That that makes sense to me. It's easy to love those who love you. To love those who are lovely to you, as I've heard Rick Warren say. It is easy to love those who are lovely to you because it takes no character to do so. There is no patience being stretched and tested. There is no toes to be stepped on. There's no comfort zone to be pushed out of. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing about God's love. Is that it's the opposite of the love that we know or think we know. It is unconditional. It is tender. Tender. God is tender. According to the dictionary definition, tender is gentleness and concern, caring. His love is tender because he is love. When I say that, I speak on his compassion. The Hebrew word for it is rakham. I hope I said that correctly. Isaiah 63, 7, Psalm 119, 77, Zechariah 116, Psalm 69, 16 through 17, Psalm 103, verse 3 through 4, Psalm 145, 8 through 9. I'm sure I could go on with a few more verses and probably can go into depth with it. But for the sake of this episode's time, a separate episode would seem reasonable. And before I go on, I just wanted to say someone, I don't know who, may or may not come on here to twist what I've said or to solely focus on God's love, solely focusing on his love and not on his other attributes. First and foremost, 
God is and is all his attributes. He's not like a sweet potato pie in which you divide amongst different occasions. God is holy, therefore everything he does is as such. His attributes go hand in hand. I wanted to read something I came across before. Firstly, I'd like to read an excerpt from a book in which one of my sisters put me on to, not just me, she's been putting a bunch of people on to, um, and I heard it quoted from my church. Y'all don't know how excited I was about that, but the book, the book, Gentle and Lowly by Dame Ortland. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the one place in the Bible where the Son of God pulls back the veil and lets his peer weigh down into the core of who he is, we are not told that he is austere and demanding in heart. We are not told that he is exalted and dignified in heart. We are not even told that he is joyful and generous in heart. Letting Jesus set the terms, his surprising claim is that he is gentle and lowly in heart. Like, isn't that beautiful? Especially how also within this chapter, Dane Ortland points out how in this scripture in which I read Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30, it's the only time in which we hear Jesus speak about his heart. It's gentle and lowly. His yoke is a non-yoke, his burden a non-burden. I'm super grateful to not only be able to read this, book by Dane Ortland, but to get to know and go deeper about Christ our Lord and the Most High God. Next, I wanted to read a bit of scripture. I wanted to read both the ESV and AMP, but being as though I'm reading nearly a whole chapter, even though it's not that long of a chapter, it's only 12 verses, but uh, I still chose to just go with ESV. So Hosea chapter 11 verse 9 is what I wanted to focus on, but I'm reading the surrounding verses for context. The Lord's love for Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws. And I bent down to them and fed them. They shall not return to the land of Egypt, but Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. The sword shall rage against their cities, consume the bars of their gates, and devour them because of their own counsels. My people are bent on turning away from me, 
and though they call out to the Most High, he shall not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Admah? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my burning anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. There it is, right there. There, there it is right there. I said once, and I'll gladly say it again. God is holy, and being so, everything else he does, everything else that he is, is as such. And I know I said I would read from ESV, but I wanted to reread. Um, well, it was just verse 9, but I'll read both verses 8 and 9. A second time in my CSB from my CSB study Bible verse 8 how can I give you up Ephraim how can I surrender you Israel how can I make you like Admah how can I treat you like Zeboim I have had a change of heart my compassion is stirred. I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man. The Holy One among you. I will not come in rage. He said, I am God and not a man. That right there. He makes a distinction between us, the finite and the most holy and high God. That right there is him telling us who he is, most certainly far beyond what the finite mind can think and wrap our minds around. God loved me before I ever knew it. He loved me when I was in my mother's womb. He loved me when I was six days old, when I was 11 or 12, when I was 15, 17, 18. He loved me when I was intentionally living in sin. He loves me just the same as he has before and he will love me the same in the future as he continues to mold me to be more and more like his son. His tender love isn't dependent on us or our works, but all on him. It's based on who he is because he is. And y'all, that concludes episode three. Um, that was, I just want to say that was like even edifying for me. Just like with reading that last part in which I just read and just putting this whole 
episode together. So I just, <laughs> I just pray and hope that this was edifying for you. And that you go and study with his spirit for yourself who God says he is. Not just his tender love, but all of who he says he is. Grace be with you. I love y'all. See you in the next episode. Shalom.